Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Have a nice dinner. Relax. 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 Lucky 12. <laughs> it's our opening line and it's sticking, so deal with it. Yeah, every time is lucky. Welcome if you are just joining us. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome back to our loyal listeners. Yes, welcome everybody. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a uh, very uh, powerful and personal topic, and one that I'm very passionate about, my co-host is very passionate about, we're going to be talking about synchronicity today, and specifically focusing on uh, collective uh, synchronicity. Um, So we're not going to do kind of like a news update, um, as I'm sure we'll have lots next week. Yeah, I mean, I could say like a sentence and sum it up, Um, so let's do that. Just so people know where we are in our living history. Basically, protests are still ongoing. There's still violence, but censorship has been up because I know me and my co-host had been seeing lots of videos of protests, but now we're not seeing as many. And a lot of people are noticing that. Corona is up in 30-something states, and I just wanted to mention that really quickly because we have been talking about second waves in previous episodes so I just want to note that and also soon we will have to do a follow-up to our first episode where we mentioned why hundreds of CEOs were quitting doing a mysterious mass exodus so that's that maybe hopefully in 60 seconds or less and I don't know if you guys could hear it but this has been happening the last few times I recorded but There are, like, a shit ton of fireworks going on every night, and they're going on right now, and, um, have there been fireworks where you are? So many. Okay, yeah, like, I heard that's actually a police tactic, another form of psychological warfare, just to keep protesters up at night and make people, like, tired and and worn down. So, yeah, if you can hear that, well, if you're in America, you're probably hearing fireworks, too, so... (laughs) There, but, yeah, let's get into more topics that are still really important, but that don't depress us as much. Yes, heck yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, so, we're going to talk about synchronicity, uh, and in a kind of collective sense, uh, for the most part. We're going to kick things off by kind of unpacking this phenomenon that has a couple different names that means the same thing so we want to just lead with some concrete examples because we know that uh sometimes the word synchronicity can turn people off uh if you've been drawn to listen to this podcast likely not for our <laughs> listeners but, unless you're a hater uh, Unless you're a hater and you're just kind of here to blast us, but we, we welcome that. We welcome healthy debate. We love our haters. We love, we love haters, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, my co-host and I have been chatting about this for a while, but it's it's called uh, multiple discoveries or simultaneous inventions. It goes by both 
terms. What does that mean? Uh, so this has been a, a common thread uh, throughout history. Essentially, there are so many examples of humans in different tribes and cultures that are completely, you know, independent uh, of each other and don't have any knowledge maybe of each other or what certain other folks within those tribes or cultures are working on. So unconnected people with no influence on each other operating in isolation, seemingly it's highly improbable, but it's really common that certain discoveries, certain inventions are arrived at at the same time the same moment in time or shortly thereafter uh, to give you just a quick list of okay multiple discoveries simultaneous dimensions what the heck are you talking about let me just offer you a, a couple uh, lists <laughs> a little tasting menu little, little taste if you will of some common things you may have heard of them maybe not telescope calculus oxygen basic <laughs> chemistry theory of evolution Law of inertia, function of the pancreas. I have one of those. Electric <laughs> railroad, telegraph, telephone, identification of colors in the rainbow. The list goes on, folks. There are literally hundreds, thousands of these. So these I are know. all examples, yeah, of discoveries that, you know, people arrived at at the same time. Pretty nuts, isn't it? I had no idea that there were this many, and that is so insane. I mean, the list goes on, like you said. I, I also saw, like, photography and typewriters were even invented at the same time, and I always... The one that I knew about before, because I only heard of, like, a few, but I remembered there, the jet engine was discovered during World War Two. And they couldn't, like you said, they were working in isolation. They couldn't have possibly known what the other was doing because it was invented by an American and also a German. So they were obviously working on different sides. The American Frank Whittle and the German, I can't say it, Hans von Ohan or something, if you want to look it up. But yeah, so looking into it, I was like, holy shit, so many. Who knew? Right. And to be honest, I knew, like, of this phenomenon, but I, I didn't know how many there were either, uh, which is, is wild. So, yeah, like, the thing to underscore here is that this has actually been a common pattern throughout history. Right. Um, yeah, not rare, not novel, but actually more of the dominant trend than not. So pretty wild, and, you know, for me, like... This whole idea of like, okay, these folks not talking to each other, different places, thousands of miles away, uh, arriving at the same invention, same discoveries at the same time, definitely raised a few questions. Uh, one of them being, you know, are we perhaps more connected than we, we seem? Are there maybe even, uh, you know, inevitable cycles of history or inevitable moments of discovery that are just uh, kind of designed in the grand design of human history playing out which kind of is connected to this question of well maybe 
I definitely watched an Ancient Aliens documentary on this. <laughs> oh, like, me too, me too. Extraterrestrials may be working to facilitate, introduce some of this info to advance humanity. Maybe that's partly why these discoveries are, are simultaneous. And one more question, is reality shaped by our consciousness? What do you think, Ghost? Those are four questions all related to this. <laughs> well, I think people probably already know our answer, especially to the last question, because, yes, duh. <laughs> it's been, it's been like, commodified in things like The Secret and watered down, but it's so much deeper than that, and it definitely is shaped by our consciousness, but... Yeah, I mean, I also watched the same Ancient Aliens clip, and I actually, I hadn't watched them in a while, but it was one of the few clips that came up, because I have to say it was, I looked a little bit, uh, right before the show, I was just checking, <laughs> and I couldn't even find that much, so it's kind of interesting, there's not as many videos as you would think about it. So, potential censorship again, we don't know. But, yeah, the the ancient aliens thing brought up the Anunnaki, and, you know, supposedly they have always had a hand in humans taking huge leaps, like, in technology or art. Like, I remember there was the... I'm not going to get the names right, I'm not going to attempt, but there was, like, a period of Egyptian history where, like, out of nowhere there was a spike in innovation and, like, they they got kind of, you know, their own written word. What is it? Like, the pictographs or something? But hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, Jesus. <laughs> 101. Um, I definitely know this shit, everyone. Don't worry. But I haven't been to a museum in a long time because quarantine. Um, forever, but anyway, I don't know, because you know me, like, even though I obviously have the most fringe beliefs ever, I'm, I don't really know where I stand on the whole alien thing, so I'm not sure about that, but I definitely do know where we're all connected, and, like, your question posed more connected than we may seem, because we're living in a really interesting time where our president tries to divide us, well, uses divisive language and stokes those fires, and, you know, all the turmoil that we're seeing come to a head in the world is because of the mentality of trying to make other humans who have a little difference from us to make them the other, which essentially means, like, they're less than us, they're less than human, and then you can justify systematic racism and slavery continued through the loophole in the 13th Amendment and things like that. So I think, yeah, we're definitely more connected than we seem. And this shows that the divisive measures politicians are trying to take to like invoke chaos for whatever means to seize more power or whatever it just it's not as important as realizing how connected we are and sure you can try to brush off one or two things as coincidence but the list you rattled off is pretty extensive and like you said it goes throughout history too because this happened like in ancient times and 
through this day. So it's really interesting. And I think there are inevitable cycles of history. But yeah, I mean, obviously I don't have all the answers. That's just my two cents. <laughs> totally. No, thanks for sharing. And, you know, per usual, like I'm in alignment with you. I, I think we are deeply connected much more than, you know, popular culture um, or, you know, dominant worldviews give credit to. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in this episode. Uh, but yeah, it does. Mm, curious about that. It makes you wonder uh, why, why, how, why and how. Uh, what gave rise to all these multiple uh, discoveries um, and all these simultaneous inventions and also uh, revolution as well, which we're going to talk about too. And so before we get kind of step forward and move the conversation into synchronicity um, as like a broad topic and really level up our quantum shit um, and how all that fits into this very moment in 2020, I want to just ask my co-host and then afterwards I'll share too. I'm just curious, dear (laughs) co-host, what are... We were just talking about the collective, but just to bring it down to the the personal, the individual, um, what's been your relationship uh, with synchronicity and how that's maybe played out in in your own life? Yeah, and that's a really good question. I feel like this word gets thrown out a lot these days. It's become so such a buzzword in the new age spiritual sense but that's not to cheapen it because I've had some interesting synchronicities I guess the ones that really come to mind all have to do with writing because I'm a writer and I found that when I'm working on a certain story if it's based off a relationship with another person who maybe I haven't heard from them for years but they'll pop up out of nowhere And also symbols, too, from my stories when I've been working on certain stories. Um, There was one type of flower that my whole story was about, and I hadn't seen them anywhere I lived. They were, like, unusual there, but I started seeing them all the time and also pictures of them in cafes I would go to and... Things like that. So it's funny, yeah, the really only real synchronicities I can think of are with writing, but I guess a lot of, like, spiritual things, too. And just, like, seeing the same quotes everywhere so that they, like, actually get through to me. (laughs) Because you know they're meaningful, you hear a good quote, but then if it's a really clear message to you, you're going to see it popping up everywhere in random emails that get sent to you, or, like, articles, or someone posting it. So, yeah, usually I just feel like those are signs that I'm on the right track, and I guess what that means is that I'm aligned with my true self and my highest potential, so sometimes they freak me out, but, like, they're really a message to keep going, and sometimes I've had them and still have kind of, like, lost momentum but they're such a reassuring sign and even when I've 
left stories alone for a few years and then revisited them, I'll start to get synchronicities again. So, yeah, mostly with writing. How about you? Right on, yeah. I find that as well with creative pursuits, um, writing, definitely. Also, I have uh, lots of synchronicities that occur with uh, crows. Mm-hmm. Um, also, license plates. Um, there are uh, certain numbers that I see and that appear yeah. to me at certain times when maybe I've, I'm wrestling with a decision or I'm about to make a decision or maybe I'm even asking for help in making a decision. Um, and so just as you said, like, I find the way synchronicity plays out in my life, it usually is a sign. It, it strikes me intuitively in the moment as a sign that I'm on the right track uh, to keep keep going, kind of like a, maybe a cosmic confirmation or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um to offer one example, like I have a storied history with motor vehicles, uh, too much for one episode, but the one <laughs> vehicle that I did have uh, in the last five years, you know, you go to register with the state um, and then you get like your license plate, right? Uh, well, I got my license plate and the license plate was six characters long. The first three digits were the only area code of a state I used to live in. And then the last three characters were my initials and the letter Y. So my <laughs> license plate literally read out this place I have a strong emotional connection to, my letters, uh, my initials rather, first and last name, and then Y, the letter Y. Oh my so, god. So talking about asking for signs in the universe, my, my fucking vehicle literally mm-hmm. signed me why, why though is related to that like what <laughs> or more like it's just appropriate uh like you said it's a very long story but it's just appropriate for like the fate of that car and what happened mm-hmm. to that car because yeah it says like you said it was for those who don't know i mean still keeping your uh anonymity but he had moved and so where like he said the area code is like where he's from and that's obviously different than where he moved from so it's a nod to his past and then like your initials and then why though because that car went through some fucked up shit maybe you could tell in a nutshell so they know basically my vehicle got stolen and in an improbable (laughs) fashion it was recovered a month later and there were lots of glorious little gifts inside my fully intact car including 24 birdhouses in the trunk of my car (laughs) so that was like the way that played out was like one of the most like wild episodes of my life (laughs) imagine Um, if 24 crows had been in the (laughs) holy shit honestly I would have already elevated to the fifth dimension. I, I just feel like in that moment, I would have quantum leaped just up. Next um, level. Yeah. Real. But yeah, I mean, I do believe synchronicity is, it's something that, you know, you do 
tune your antenna to, and maybe it's through something positive that's happened, maybe it's through some drama, but I find that the more your antenna is tuned to it, the more that you can practice following the signs that are around you, but standing in your own power and getting into those flow states with creativity and spirituality and taking those steps to be fearless, and you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to offer you kind of a little bit of a personal preview on, on synchronicity. Um, so thanks for sharing. We have a big fascination and admiration of Carl Jung, so we're going to kind of step into synchronicity here with a Young Freud. Yeah, yeah. So Jung uh, defines synchronicity as a meaningful coincidence of two or more events that are physically unrelated, yet somehow connect in a spooky or metaphysical way. So, you know, said another way, it's a synchronicity is like a, a meaningful anomaly or a meaningful improbability. So I think, you know, I, I've heard some people say, like, the word coincidence uh, or like, that's random, like, oh, what a coincidence, to, to describe something. But really what they mean to say is, no, it's actually a synchronicity, right? It's actually a, something that's happened, just transpired, that was meaningful, right? And not just a fucking random um, event, right? Mm-hmm. Random you know? is downplaying it, for sure. Yes, thank you. That's a great way to say it. Random is definitely downplaying it, for sure. And try and take away the magic. Yeah. For sure. There's, there's magic into uh, the nature of, of synchronicity, right? So, yeah, calling it random, calling it a coincidence, uh, kind of diffuses all the magic, right? Um, so, we're going to look at synchronicity through um, this moment in time here where we find ourselves. Uh, so, we're talking about meaningful anomalies, meaningful improbabilities. So I want to kick things off with a story here. This is based off of a, an article in a, in a publication. I just want to remind folks that, you know, we read things from the gamut, right? Like the, a wide spectrum of, of sources, uh, raggedy-ass Reddit accounts all the way to... <laughs> Um, you know, QAnon shit, and then to, like, you know, standard bearer, like, paper to record, like the New York Times. Just to call it out. So this is a New York Times article that was recently uh, posted. I recommend reading it. It's fascinating. Uh, it's called Ancient Rome Was Teetering, Then a Volcano Erupted 6,000 Miles Away. So I just want to briefly summarize this article. I don't want to explain everything, but you definitely should take a read. Uh, but just thinking about the nature of synchronicity in 2020, um, and, and also the connection between, you know, human consciousness, how we create our consciousness, consciousness and also, like, nature, uh, natural events on planet Earth, and maybe the connection between the two uh, through the lens of synchronicity. So this article about ancient Rome, which... I meant to tell my co-host, we need to do a whole other episode between the parallels of uh, the fall of Rome and the fall of the U.S. Empire, because mm. there's been, but, I mean, we are just living through it. Um, but anyway, I digress. Quick recap of this article um, about the how a volcano connects to ancient Rome. So there was this volcano that erupted 
called Akmok uh, in the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. So for those folks that are unfamiliar, you know, Alaska has that like big kind of tail that kicks off toward Russia. Well, mm-hmm. there's like a chain of islands, the Aleutians, that uh, kind of parallel that, that tail, if you will. And so basically this volcano erupted, Akmok, uh, and its eruption caused a drop in temperatures in the northern hemisphere right around 43 BC. This chain of events led to a climate shock. So with the lower temperatures, uh, some as low as like 15 degrees Fahrenheit lower than like the standard high for that time of year, um, it got colder, rainier. So volcano erupted, it got cold, it got rainy in the Northern Hemisphere. This led to food shortages, famines. And so at this time, 43 BC, when this Akmak erupted 6,000 miles away, the Roman Republic was collapsing because Julius Caesar had been assassinated the year prior. And so this volcanic eruption added fuel to the fire of upheaval in the Republic and ultimately helped ignite the power transfer and rise of the Roman Empire. So reasons, right? It's not that, oh, like, this volcanic eruption caused uh, the, the fall of the Roman Republic and the rise of the Roman Empire, but they're connected, right? And it makes you wonder all the other ways in which perhaps, like, the natural world on planet Earth and human consciousness, human events, social upheaval, revolution, kind of play into each other and feed mm. into each other because... Earth is home. We all share this planet together, and we are interconnected, right, in, in various ways. Much more connected to nature, I think, than uh, current mainstream American culture gives credit to. And for facing a reckoning about right now, I think. Um, so, on this note of like upheaval, natural events, and connectivity. Uh, and synchronicity, I just want to offer you uh, just a a little recap here of what's gone down in the natural world in 2020. So, quick list here. We had, we kicked off this new decade with the bushfires in Australia, uh, largest in the country's history, immediately followed by the heaviest rainfall in three decades. We had a tall volcano eruption in the Philippines. We had a volcanic eruption in Mexico, in Japan, 6.4 magnitude earthquake in Puerto Rico, 6.8 earthquake in Turkey. Locusts in eastern Africa worse in 70 years. Parts of Brazil saw their heaviest rainfall in 110 years. This is a lot of stuff here that I'm rattling off. A lot. Which you might have heard of in the news maybe or not maybe not um but this list folks everything i just rattled here that was just january that was just january 2020 uh yeah so just to keep going here we're nearly at the end of the first half of 2020 other notable natural events include dragon storms over the Nile uh, Delta. You might have seen a lightning bolt striking the uh, pyramids of Giza. Mm, <laughs> iconic. 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 
Not Photoshop. <laughs> Haters will say no, it's no, Photoshop. No, no. That shit was the real deal. Real deal. Um, we also saw lightning bolt strike uh, the uh, monument uh, in D.C. as well. Interesting. Mm. Witchcraft. Uh, we had... Go ahead. Oh, I just said witchcraft. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I mean, really, though. <laughs> seeing those images, like, what the fuck? Like, it's, like, next level. Also not Photoshop. Also not Photoshopped. Hashtag also not Photoshop. We have 7.4 magnitude earthquake in Mexico. Murder hornets. First time spotted in the U.S. Hundreds of earthquakes around the Yellowstone super volcano. For folks who don't know, uh, there's a massive super volcano underneath Yellowstone that when it erupts, well, the world will perish. <laughs> it's that big. <laughs> no pressure. No worries. No pressure. Also making its way through the breadbasket of the U.S. right now, the Midwest, we have this historic Saharan dust storm, worst in 60 years. This dust storm blew off the continent of Western Africa, blew through the Caribbean, and hit the middle of North America. Bizarre. It just hit 100 degrees in Siberia, Arctic North, a record. We have one of the busier hurricane seasons predicted, and 2020 is currently on track to be the hottest year on record worldwide. Somehow, but it snowed here in, like, May, but whatever. <laughs> I'll definitely say the weather has been changing unusually and undeniably everywhere. Either get, getting a little bit colder in some places, but yeah, obviously overall heating up a lot. Ugh, great. <laughs> These are a lot of this stuff, like, I didn't even know about. Like, as, as we've talked about before, it can get exhausting, like, how rapid our news cycle is. And, and even just with all the shit going on with the U.S., like, we don't even hear, like, that much about global news anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, even pre-pandemic, just with with 45 running the show it's hard to hear about literally anything else outside of the country let alone anything climate change related or natural related and well, then the yeah. pandemic comes in and the volume just gets turned up turned up on trump and the pandemic but as you say everything else is just on the back burner mm -hmm. well yeah of course like he doesn't really believe in uh climate change defunding all this environmental stuff, so that makes sense why this information might have been suppressed or, like, uh, deep, deep in the internet, not really prevalent, or just there for, like, a hot second. But yeah, they're all very uh, startling and alarming all in their own rights. For sure, absolutely. And yeah, for those who... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, for those who don't know, can you, like, explain a, just a little bit more, because you touched on Yellowstone and... For our listeners who are not here, you want to say where that is? And also, like, yeah, would that really? I didn't even know. That would fuck up the whole United States, like, every coast. Yeah, it's like a super massive volcano. So Yellowstone is a national park, a part of the uh, American National Park Network, and it's in the western United States. And the uh, scale of the underground basically um there's been a lot of activity i think there's been like close to 200 mini earthquakes in this area but yeah the plume of smoke that would be emitted from its eruption this yellowstone volcano would 
devastate pretty much, um, I mean, a good chunk of North America, but the pollution that it would create in the, in the sky circling around the globe, um, it would like block out the sun for a mm. period of time. So it would, it would lead to like a, um, sort of like a, almost like a nuclear winter of sorts, um, on planet earth. Yeah. What the fuck? And that's yeah. just in the U.S. I best bet there's like other super volcanoes that would also have devastating effects like that. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So we have all this activity, natural activity, planetary movement going on. Uh, and so just to put this moment in time and context, right? So we have all of, we're talking about synchronicity. We're talking about the earth is, is moving and speaking and spewing and shaking and rattling, right? Well, what's going on with the people on earth right now? We're in end of June, just past solstice, end of June, 2020. What's going on with people on the planet? Well, we have the biggest pandemic in a hundred years, the deepest economic shock since the great depression the most widespread unrest since the civil rights movement, the highest political polarization in America since the Civil War, the 1860s, the most far-ranging cultural reset really since the dawn of the internet, and I would say also a rapidly dwindling window of opportunity to take radical action to address climate catastrophe. So... Needless to say, there's a lot of activity on the planet right now, and we are at a critical juncture in the course of human history. Mm, I think I misspoke at the top of the episode when I was like, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong, though, because, you know, underscoring the urgency of the moment for sure, I mean, leads us kind of to this next point, which, as you called out at the beginning of the episode, as far as I'm concerned, it is ultimately positive because, yes, the reckoning's upon us, but, you know, when the volume gets turned up and all these storm of forces are kind of converging here, yeah, the shadow shit, as we talked about in a couple episodes ago, that stuff gets kicked up, right? And it's easy to point to and hear and see all of the maybe anxiety-inducing negative things. But on the flip side, as the volume's turned up, all the light and potential and transfer transformative properties are also there too in the wing so i want to kind of pose this question to us and have a conversation here uh to close out the back half of this episode so we talked about okay all this stuff is going down we're talking about synchronicity so what is this what does this mean we have you know there's a lot of memes and jokes about Exhausting 2020's been again. We're just in the first half, almost beginning our second half of the year. What is this uh, tumult and upheaval and movement and activity, both in human culture, society, business, and the natural world? What does all this all this mean? Um, what has 2020 shown us um, uh, so far? So. Uh, just a couple things, and I would love to have my co-host jump in here. So from my perspective, I think so far, 2020 showed us that we are all deeply interconnected, right? We have this pandemic causing uh, absolute mayhem. Uh, 
because human beings are deeply interconnected our bodies our health are fragile individual health collective health uh, should not be taken for granted right also we're seeing we talked about this is the bernie moment even though he's not the nominee the structures and the systems in place are failing regular people we're seeing especially in the united states right uh ill prepared the the powers that be the governments that get all these tax dollars they're ill prepared to actually help people in a time of crisis and another thing to add out what is 2020 showing us well this storm of global events that's converging at the end of the day there is potential this moment has historic potential for a collective transformation and that process that is including death also has potential for for major rebirth in in positive directions but i'm curious those are a few of my ideas but what do you to my co-host to pop things back over there what do you think about what i just rattled off but also what you think 2020 showing us uh in terms of global synchronicity Hmm. Well, I think you brought up a lot of good points that I definitely agree with. And I just have to say it goes back to the episode we did on astrology, the astrology of 2020, and it foretold all of this. And those resisting seeing this interconnectedness seeing that we are all one are having the hardest time and on both sides right because we do see a lot of violence we see a lot of peaceful things in the street protests we also see a lot of violence and the violence is obvious i'm not saying it's not justified it obviously is when things have not been changing for so long and people aren't listening these things do happen it's inevitable but they are also not seeing the same thing the other side is not seeing like or else everyone would be peaceful if everyone could see their interconnectedness but obviously the people who have been marginalized are not to blame obviously like I said because the oppressors just put them in this position but if both sides could kind of come to the conclusion obviously would have to be like the oppressors or people who have been historically the oppressors would have to be like uh realize collectively the humanity that unites all of us and that they are hurting themselves i mean just listen to beyonce's lemonade because she says (laughs) like when you hurt me you hurt yourself when you play me you play yourself don't play yourself When you lie to me, you lie to yourself. You're only lying to yourself. So um, she knows that. And then, yeah, the astrology is really interesting. Um, Everyone should go listen to that episode if you haven't yet. And then compare it to what's going on now. And I guess I just wanted to say, with the astrology, it makes me think, too, back to our earlier discussion on multiple discoveries, maybe astrological cycles could have also influenced these people in different locations having simultaneous discoveries. So I think that's an interesting thing to think about. And then, like what you said, when we're experiencing 
I guess the tarot card that comes to mind is like we're experiencing the tower, like the fall of the tower, the established structures crumbling. And as you said, that intensifies the shadow. The shadow seems so high right now. The volume seems so high. But also duality shows that like you said, the potential for light is also so high. And what I just want to point out to people is that the truth here is the potential for both being potent is there. But it's up to you to choose uh, which you're going to focus on. And like we said also in a different episode we did on like shadow work... Obviously, it's necessary to confront the shadow to get to the light. You can't, you can't just have this fake New Age bullshit of love and light, love and light, like toxic positivity, because <laughs> you do have to confront your shadow compassionately and integrate it in order to get the blessings and become the light and shine the way for others. So the trick is that they, if you want to call them like the Illuminati, the 13 families who rule the world, like the Matrix, whatever you want to say, if you take the victim mentality that they're forcing to you because they who want you to think that you can't choose and that it's only darkness and they want your energy to feed into that and that's going to make the reality more dark and more real for everyone. But as more people are waking up, hopefully we can all shift into the timeline where things have changed and we have learned from our mistakes and that this destruction doesn't spiral into utter oblivion. And I'm hoping it's not that, but sometimes in history we've seen that happen in order for like a new thing to, to take shape. Yeah, what do you think? That's all on point and fantastic. Thank you. And on the note of the last thing you just said, I mean, let's not forget that the current president that we have, that was his election message, right? It was, let's burn this shit to the ground. Mm -hmm. Let's drain the swamp, right? And so that message still resonates. I don't condone that. However, uh, we are living in this moment where, yeah, I mean, in order for there to be a, a rebirth we need to go through uh cross the rubicon go through a dark night of the soul and there does need to be some destruction and i'm not talking necessarily about violence or death although that is certainly happening there does need to be some crumbling of the tower right some tearing down a reckoning a wrecking ball of the shit that doesn't work anymore right that how else do you build something you have to uh, shift away from what's broken and needs to be torn down to build again and rise up. So yeah, just as you saw, I think there are moments in history where it is an ugly, uh, pretty intense time uh, that is really difficult to go through, and I think we're we're kind of in that uh, in that right now. So a lot of people are suffering mental health-wise, understandably. Uh, but just as you said, it's up to each of us uh, individually, but also to serve the collective and maintaining the focus um, on transmuting uh, the 
and integrating the shadow parts of, of ourselves to move forward um, and focus on how we want to build and, and kind of create the next phase here and not fall into this victim mentality of doom and gloom and these are end days these are not end days humans have made it through so much uh, this is not the end of human civilization but this is the beginning of the next phase for yeah sure. it's the yeah. end of the cycle right like we talked yes. about end of the pisces and the beginning of the age of aquarius and yeah, I mean, the one thing I don't condone, of course, is the violence, and like I said, it's understandable, but I had a friend who told me where she lives, there was a protest, people just got arrested for going down the street screaming, like, eat the rich and shit, and ripping down, like, people's American flags on their private property and stuff, kind of scaring people to death like they're gonna break into your house I'm not sure if any of that happened but that's really terrible I feel like that's misdirected anger like of course you should be angry I say fucking eat the rich I mean even though okay I'll come back to this interconnectedness but I do have to say the billionaires got 583 billion dollars richer since covid Meanwhile, the number of people unemployed, I don't know the exact number right now, but I know it's upwards of 21 million. So these billionaires are not realizing the interconnectedness because money and greed have corrupted them so much. Like, you don't fucking need a billion dollars. Like, at that point, you're just showing off for what? Like, you're, you feel, like, incompetent in some way, so now you just have to, like take the whole world and and don't even get us started like you guys already know that billionaires are fake philanthropists like Rockefeller and Gates go listen to that episode as well and they beg for handouts and bailouts from the government with like little repercussions many loopholes so obviously I don't know how to get through to them or if it's possible or if they're even human that's another story like you said they could even be descendants of Anunnaki that's kind of like an Illuminati thing uh rumor but and maybe that's it I mean not to go too far off the deep end but like maybe they're not human so they can't fucking see this but there are more of us humans than them if that's even true I think so again I still think that we can collectively shift the consciousness it's just all these people the what I like to call like these middlemen people who I think had good intentions even doctors and shit like people who wanted to help people but through their miseducation and shit like that didn't realize that they were going into systems which are again systematically racist or poison or kill or hurt people when they set out to help them so I'm talking about those middlemen and also the people like the henchmen working under people like Trump or people controlling behind the scenes it's like well if they collectively remembered we're all together and like they didn't think about their payoffs or their greed I mean like remember even our fucking congress like insider trading rules literally don't apply to them 
and they're all millionaires. Their regular salaries were somewhere around a hundred thousand, but that wasn't enough for them. And so they're not representing the people, only their selfish interests and only serving a few. So it's like, to me, those are the people I'd love to get through to. And I feel like there could be a shift if they would wake up. Absolutely. And I think the reckoning is upon us because at the end of the day, there are way more regular people (laughs) than these elites, right? But they've masterfully created this narrative and all these various counter-narratives that in order to keep people down, really the best MO is to basically uh, trigger infighting among the masses, right? So they're distracted, fighting amongst each other and not focused on the people at the very top, the master puppeteers running the fucking show. But to your point, I think, I don't know what it's going to look like. I certainly don't have all the answers. It does feel like Memento is building. It does feel that there is some synchronicity, some, some sort of revolutionary spirit on a reckoning with specifically the elite because the elite are to blame ultimately for climate change in action and untold number of other injustices that people are uh, struggling and suffering to live with and deal with on a daily basis. Uh, But the people are fucking angry. The townspeople rabble rabble with the fucking pitchforks and the uh, fucking torches. Like, they're out there, and their crowds are growing. And I think people are realizing um, that the system's fucking rigged. And so... Yeah, they're gonna, maybe they are so insulated with their wealth, all these people that are supposed to fucking represent us, but look what has happened one month of Black Lives Matter post-George Floyd, all the shit, the statues crumbling, the names being changed, Um, you know, when people mobilize and put pressure and move things forward, the elites have to act. If they want business, they have to fucking act. Our fucking overlords, they need, and some of it is lip service, and some of it's bullshit, and some of it's smoke and mirrors, but action's required, or people gonna fucking storm the fortress, storm the White House, storm the centers of power and privilege. Um, and so I think there there is some hope, cautious hope, for sure, uh, but the momentum is building. Yeah, I agree, but I also have to play devil's advocate a little bit because, I don't know, I just I just think that, one, we have to see how this second wave plays out because, you know, all the people were out and Fauci and Gates were all silent for a while. And now we are seeing these second waves. Again, whether or not you believe it's true or a hoax, I mean, that's the narrative again, and we might have to go into a permanent quarantine so i think yes power to the people again what we were talking i think even in our first episode we might have mentioned hong kong and how they had huge protests before the coronavirus kind of damp dampening that spirit and so that's what i worry about with the protests besides the police still killing people and the militarization of the police and people getting arrested and treated terribly. I worry about that. And then the other thing I worry about is, like I said, with the billionaires who got way, way, way richer. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I just don't think that they will relinquish power that 
easily. And again, and this is a totally different topic, but again, talking about like humanity, I mean, yeah, there's a chance if there's humans, but if there's not humans doing the work for the elites, I mean, fuck, as for all we know, they could have like robot armies and like robots just ready to do all the work and like this is all smoke and mirrors too what's going on with 5g what's going on with like china's belt and road initiative like all those things are kind of in the background now but yeah there's just so many elements but yeah i mean i'm playing devil's advocate but i'm still trying to remain optimistic or else i will lose my mind now all of that is valid and I go through and sit with waves of that as well and keep in mind like what were the ideas that we're talking about uh, relative to like the average person average American are incredibly fringe (laughs) Uh, but if keep in mind that a lot of the power that's concentrated um, and the wealth and that has basically been like theft of taxpayer dollars and all sorts of other shenanigans there's a decent amount of it where um, the people have enabled it and have been complicit in it because they aren't aware of it or they, had, they, they buy into the dominant narrative. So one thing that I do see kind of not shattering but maybe cracking around the edges or on the seams is this kind of grand illusion. Um, and so that's what I think is going to be the next kind of battleground is a, a story war, a meme war, if you will, because it's up to people like us and our dear, attractive, smart, sophisticated, <laughs> funny viewers, listeners, and, uh, yeah, we need to kind of break through. Uh, but look, there could be, uh, things are changing rapidly, exponentially overnight. Uh, taking a lead pipe to the image of some of these people that concentrate power through, uh, oh, I don't know, major exposure, uh, a huge... Uh, breakthrough, perhaps a worldwide concentrated pedophilia ring, uh, as an example, um, might kind of shatter this grand myth, this grand illusion, this grand narrative that people are just running in the background and humming and tying all this fucking together. My point is, your concerns are all super valid, and I'm definitely cautious, cautiously optimistic. Uh, But it does feel in a certain way that there is this deep convergence of, of events to, to yield some sort of grand reckoning, grand breakthrough. It's just a matter of, are we taking a hard left or a hard right? Are we going deeper, darker into the caverns, into the shadows, or are we going to be you know, coming out of this with some positive reckoning to dismantle and kind of build and move forward? Uh, certainly not any degree of uh, clarity or guarantee there for sure yeah and I mean I think it will eventually transmute into the lightness but like I said that could I don't think our shadow work or confrontation is done yet and like we've said especially here in the states like we're ramping up towards the election there are so many shenanigans going on and uh, who knows, like, a lot of people are joking, what's next, the alien or fake aliens coming to, like, really freak the world out after you get hit by the pandemic, hit by civil unrest here, and I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but probably other shit, 
and then hit by an alien invasion to scare everyone into surrendering their power. But I hope that doesn't happen because I think that would be next level fucked up. <laughs> so if that doesn't happen, hopefully I just sound crazy. And either way, I think even if things get tougher, it's just an illusion because nothing is permanent and it's going to... Again, like you said, it depends on us, right? Like, there, there's all these possibilities here, and it could go so many different ways with the potential, the energy potential that's here. But yeah, the things like censorship on the internet worry me because the internet's such a great tool for the people to organize. So again, that's where I have to say the, the billionaires who run Facebook and... Twitter and shit like that, it's like, well, that's why I'm glad Twitter started, like, fact-checking Trump and stuff, because it's not fair that he gets to put pure propaganda out, but other whistleblowers trying to tell the truth get silenced immediately. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, as more people are waking up, and maybe it's like that hundredth monkey effect we talked about before, too, right? The behavioral study. I think it'll be like that. No, for sure. And, you know, just one bright spot, too, to throw out there. It's kind of a news update, but just to pepper it in here, um, the censorship fear is one that I definitely share, right? It's like, yeah, this is amazing. A lot of people have phones and access to Internet worldwide now. Uh, But, yeah, the censorship of these social media platforms is a major hindrance to democracy and mobilization and organizing all that stuff. Well, let's keep in mind that Zuck, Zuckerberg just lost $7 billion because of all this mass exit of this boycott of advertisers because they're basically facilitating um, online hate speech. And so now oh, they're shit. backtracking and starting. Facebook is now having to start to course correct, and now they're going to start labeling things just like Twitter. Um, so... Uh, again, it's certainly not like a perfect situation. This is certainly just the beginning. I see some of these memes. They're like, oh, you know, New Year's Eve of 2020. Like, oh, I can't wait for I guess we just got to keep looking towards the good, like, that little tidbit you just shared. And that way, we'll keep finding more and more good. Again, that's why the fear-mongering of mainstream media is so detrimental to the collective psyche. So I don't want to leave you guys on a, on a, a bad note, so I'm really glad you brought that up. Heck yeah, for sure. And, you know, on all those notes, like... 
it's definitely human and, and valid to feel also at moments of like being overwhelmed by all this shit because the reality is it is overwhelming uh, at the moment you can at least hope, like encourage each other to practice focusing on uh, you know the positive synchronicities and keeping that momentum going is great I do think we're due for a major climate catastrophe here in the United States this year and I say that earthquakes yeah an earthquake a fucking major hurricane a major wildfire unlike anything we've seen before look at the way this decade opens with Australia I think we're due for it right this list that we rattled off is going to continue to grow not to fear monger but to explain that we have an opportune moment again in recent years the climate change uh grounds of organizing has been growing and it's reaching a critical mass uh it's been noticeably absent from the (laughs) dominant discussion during the pandemic but sometimes you need a shock to the system uh to really move things forward shock therapy if you will um mark my words there will be a major hurricane earthquake or wildfire in the United States this year, and we have to be fucking ready to, again, racial injustice, economic injustice, this is all fucking related under climate change, because climate change is the most all-encompassing element to all of this fucking shit. Right. Um, And as the rich keep getting richer, again, oh, God, here I go on a down note, (laughs) and the poor keep getting poorer and more unemployment, it just, unfortunately, it just... The disparity is getting more. So, yes, yeah. maybe eat the rich, but leave the normal people alone. We're all in it together. Yes, yeah, so let's focus on the real one common enemy. It's the fucking elites. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the infighting, the culture wars between regular folks. So let's fucking shift that narrative, right? And eat the fucking rich. A hundred percent. And, like, also, I was just so taken aback when you mentioned that we're halfway through the year because I was like holy shit like I didn't get to do anything this year and yeah because we were just bombarded with hit after hit um and this new normal thrust upon us which is anything but normal so yeah maybe next time we'll switch it up with like another conspiracy kind of like the music stuff or maybe there's going to be so much going on we'll have to address it but if you guys have any tips or insider information or anything you want us to cover feel free to email us at shocktherapypodcast at yahoo.com because who doesn't love yahoo hit us up y'all and hey if you have any requests too and want to send us some information with a request please feel free we love hearing from our you know very attractive smart sophisticated down-to-earth fun creative listeners as well yes and with that we'll leave you there until next time or until the ai overlords silence us forever get your sparklers ready y'all take care oh fourth of july madness bye oh boy (laughs)